Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to address the subject of whether or not we can trust the mainstream media. Now, as a parapsychologist, as a person who has been libeled by a mainstream magazine and prevailed in a libel suit against them, you might think, <laughs> you might think that I'm rather skeptical of the mainstream media in general. And the truth is, I am not. I, I am skeptical of the mainstream media when it comes to their ability to report on consciousness and parapsychology. And you know, there's a funny saying. The saying is that the closer you are to any news story, the more you know that they got it wrong. And the further away you are from the story, the more you tend to believe it. Well, maybe I'm suffering from that because as a parapsychologist, I'm well aware of the prejudice that exists in much of the mainstream media and mainstream culture in general, certainly academia, against the subject that interests me so much. And uh, it usually works out this way, although not always. The programs will over-sensationalize on television, over-sensationalize, or they will insist on what they call balance, which is that they can never report on a parapsychological finding without bringing in somebody who is going to, even though they may be totally ignorant, will attempt to debunk it. But I have another view of, of the media as well, because my first cousin, Stephen Roberts, is a professor of journalism at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. For many years, he covered the White House for the New York Times. And I've talked to him about uh, journalism and the media and, and what you can trust, what you can't trust. On one occasion, I had a conversation with him in which he pointed out to me that the uh, writers and editors of the Drudge Report, a, a right-wing uh, website uh, that purports to be newsworthy, uh, they claimed and they were very proud of the fact that their stories had an 85% accuracy. And he told me, he said, that would be totally unacceptable for mainstream journalists. 85% is not in the ballpark for them. And I have a strong sense that mainstream journalists are conscientious people who are endeavoring to tell the truth as they see it to the best of their ability. Now, obviously, this doesn't always happen, and I'm well aware of the fact that everybody, including journalists, of course, everybody has their biases. And biases can creep in to any kind of an account, a journalistic account, a scientific account, a literary account, even poetry. People's political biases will occur. Now, there is one important case I'd like to talk about. And it's an example, frankly, of how the mainstream media distorts information related to parapsychology and consciousness. It has to do with one of the people I admire the most in all the world, Jean Houston. And I've talked about her in a previous In Present segment. If you check the listings, you'll see it's somewhere around number 29. But uh, Jean Houston has been a major influence in my life. 
Back in 1966, she and her husband, Robert Masters, co-authored a book called Varieties of Psychedelic Experience. I mention it because I've recently talked about psychedelics, and that book is a classic. She devoted her life, frankly, if I had to sum up her life's work, I could say that it involved creating mystical states of consciousness, altered states of consciousness comparable to what people experience in LSD or comparable to the experiences of great mystics, shamans, and healers, but to do it without drugs. And she has been president of the Association for Humanistic Psychology, an organization I admire very much. I've worked with Jean extensively back in the 1970s. I remember her telling me once, because I was talking to her about my own difficulties uh, getting pursuing my doctoral degree in parapsychology, and she told me her advice was, do it as quickly as you can. Get through it. Then you can have a career. Don't worry about taking a lengthy time at the university. Well, I was a graduate student for an entire decade, from 1970 to 1980, I thought her advice was good nonetheless, and it was only later I learned uh, that she herself was struggling through a similar issue, and it got her into great trouble. I mean, Jean was a towering figure in the human potential movement. I've interviewed maybe a thousand people, and I regard her sometimes when people ask me, I'll, who, who is your favorite interviewee? I'll say, well, one person is head and shoulders above all the others. Jean Houston. That's how much I admire her. And she, uh, at one time, was called in to work at the White House with Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And she spent many trips from New York, where she lived, to Washington, and at her own expense, and stayed in the White House in the Lincoln bedroom, and got to know the Clintons intimately, and helped Hillary write her book, It Takes a Village. At the same time, Bob Woodward, the great journalist, uh, whom I admire enormously, frankly, the one who was responsible with Carl Bernstein for uh, writing the book All the President's Men and, and for exposing the Watergate scandal for what it really was. But Bernstein wrote a book in 96 called The Choice, and it was about the Clinton election and the Clinton presidency. And in it, he happened to know that Gene Houston was in the White House working with Hillary. And he used that scandalously, in my opinion, to promote his book. He claimed falsely that Gene Houston was holding seances in the White House with Hillary. No, she was not. She was engaging in role-playing exercises, which is a standard psychological technique with Hillary. That's true. But then what happened is, is this. Somehow along the way, uh, I think he probably interviewed Jean Houston and asked her about her academic credentials and her doctoral degree. And she said, well, I got a doctoral degree at Columbia University and also Union Graduate School. And it turned out she did all but the completion of her dissertation at Columbia University when one of her professors died and she wasn't able to move forward with her committee, so she completed her work in another university, Union Graduate School. And Woodward turned this into 
uh, saying that here is this woman consulting with Hillary Clinton in the White House and she's lying about her academic credentials. Well, that was hardly the case, but it helped Woodward sell his book. I think he did a terrible injustice. It was humiliating. It was, in effect, libelous, although Jean would never and did never sue for libel, and I don't know that she would win in a situation like that. Libel suits are extremely difficult, extremely difficult to win. And how do you defend yourself against something like that? You lied. You lied about your doctoral degree. Well, I don't think she exactly lied. She spent many years working on her doctoral degree at Columbia University. She just finished elsewhere. But she was mortified, and she reported that people looked at her askance. She felt embarrassed about showing herself in public. So, for me, this is an example of journalistic malpractice, to be honest, by someone who I otherwise greatly admire. It's an example of the way in which people working in the field of parapsychology and consciousness are treated by the media. But by no means do I generalize that to everything in the media. I would generalize it to um, areas in the media where there are widespread cultural biases. Now, we know that the uh, President of the United States currently calls the media the enemy of the people. Actually, the media seems to pretty well be onto him, and that bothers him. But uh, I'm not going to get into the politics of it right now. What I really want to emphasize <laughs> is the question of what can we trust? When can you trust the media, and when do you not trust the media? I know that because of the present political situation, the number of people, particularly Republicans, uh, who trust the media is very small. There's widespread distrust amongst uh, conservatives, amongst Trump supporters regarding the media. I don't share that. <laughs> I don't share it at all. But I am well aware of the fact that the media is quite capable of, of, of distorting. And so, my question for you is, as I've said earlier, what do you think you can trust in the media and what do you think you cannot trust? It's that simple. I think we live in an era where it's incumbent upon all of us to give serious consideration to that question. And I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you again. Thank you again for being with me.